This week on the Cross Yes podcast, I speak with Callie Stiles. She's an opinionated transgender woman who wants you to know she would care less what you think about her. She transitioned to become a woman and she shares her trials and tribulations on what kind of journey she had to take. Her Twitter handle is Callie Styles, K-A-L-I-S-T-Y-L-E-Z-144, and Callie Styles on Instagram. She's a transgender dominatrix, she works on torture gear, and she comes on the podcast to talk about her own thing. You guys will enjoy this first part of our talk. That and my yas of the week that deals with a new movie, Hustlers, featuring Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu, and another installment in Kirsten's Corner, where she talks Queer Eye. But this is episode 31 of the Cross Yas podcast. So why don't we get right into it? Yas! Yas, yas, yas! Yas, 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 yas! Yas, 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 you can locate me on Instagram at Giselle Marisol and find the podcast there too at Cross Yas Podcast. The Cross Yas Podcast is on Facebook and Twitter as well at Cross Yas. That's spelled C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S. And hey, I know you're opinionated and I desperately want your feedback. So if you're considering sharing your own personal story on the podcast, cross-dressing or gender-related, or even want to talk to the podcast, well, the answer should always still be... Yes, yes, yes. Email the podcast at crossyaspodcast at gmail.com. That's C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast at gmail.com. Sup, guys? Welcome back. I know I have another episode this week. Uh, it's a new week. A uh, new week, meaning new episode, meaning a new interview. This week, I speak with Callie Styles. Last week, I spoke to my fiance, Kirsten. If you guys didn't listen to that, you guys should listen to it because we get pretty deep into it. Uh, we talked more about our proposal and people she's opened up to. The podcast is pretty public, so she's talked to people because they found out through other friends that they've liked the podcast and... You know, those algorithms, yeah, they'd be finding it. They'd be finding the podcast. So people and more of her friends, so she'd come out to them. So we'll probably come back to that and talk to it in another episode. But here's a clip about last week's episode that kind of sums it up pretty well. I feel like after that, like, cool, you know, let right. let loose. Like, it'll you'll just be Uncle Giselle or Tita Giselle, sure. you know? But how does one change that for the new coming generation? Well, I think it's the new coming. You know what I mean? Like, once, so, right. like whether it be that once some of the older people aren't around as much like Uh if it just means you start wearing nail polish or Mm -hmm. you know whatever it is like little things like you did with your family i wouldn't i would be open to that with a new week i haven't gotten to one lately but let's talk real quick about my yes of the week i don't know if you guys have seen it but hustlers is a new movie out with jennifer lopez and constance Wu, featuring other people like kiki palmer and one of our favorites cardi b I don't know if you've seen it, but you guys should. Basically, the movie premise is a bunch of strippers based on or inspired by a true story. Basically, these strippers who started stripping in the late 2000s before the crash and how they had to, when they lost their, uh, when it was pretty lucrative business, but after the 2008 crash, uh, Wall Street crash, uh, they had to improvise and start making money through other means. Uh, You guys have to watch it, but... Uh, the one quick takeaway is it's very female dominated. It's mostly J Lo and mostly Constance who who were two great female performers. One thing you'll have to say to yourself is Freaking 
JLo is 50 years old and her body is rockin'. Uh, she has a great stripper pole dance. Constance Wu's body looks great as well. Cardi B, I wish the movie had more Cardi B in it. My fiance and I agree there needs to be way more Cardi B in it. She's she's awesome. The movie, you know, it's about strippers, so you think, oh, well, you know, it's just about their bodies and how they flaunt it. No, it's actually a great story. The acting is superb. And the fact that maybe it's based on a true story is something that, I don't know, makes the movie seem more real. You know, I'm all about female empowerment and women empowerment and, you know, all about feminism and equality. And uh, it's a great movie. Does so much for, I guess, women to show that they can, you know, be bad bitches too. About, you know, owning up to themselves, being sort of entrepreneurs in a sense, that they can do bad all by themselves. Uh, Movie has a great storyline. It slows down at some parts, but... It's overall pretty damn fun. Uh, I hear Oscar buzz regarding the movie. The acting from J-Lo is superb. J-Lo's been doing it, what, since frickin' forever? I don't know if you guys love J-Lo, but I sure do. I mean, I remember her days when she was on The Six. Holy crap, that's all about 20 years ago, guys. Remember her uh, Grammy dress? The Versace green-laced, like, (laughs) super revealing dress that she wore with P. Diddy? Did you guys know that... Because of that dress, they started Google Images because of it, and it's one of the highest Google Images search of all time. Um, she looks great in it. Shoot, she is hot. Again, like, like I remember watching the movie and just being so damn jealous. Like, if at 50, oh, if I could look like that, oh, I mean, I'd love to do stripper dances on a stripper pole too. But, you know, that's for another time. I think we're all just super envious and super like, God damn, like that girl looks great at 50 but you know not to uh knock on the other people constance who also looks great um she has great acting scenes too lizzo's in it too i don't know if you guys are fans of lizzo she is of the heavier set of the women and you know she's fairly new to me uh i'm not into the newest music scene if you will but um she kills it as well but the movie based is based on like girl power and girl friendship and empowerment and entrepreneur <laughs> entrepreneurs but you guys should watch it. It is quite enjoyable, at the very least, for J-Lo's slamming body. My goodness. Not not that I'm just saying we should... I'm not I'm objectifying J-Lo by her body, but it's more of a marvel that she's been doing this for, what, almost 30 years? I mean, she was a fly girl back in the in Living Color days in like the late 80s. She did Selena. Um, she's an amazing performer. She's done some, you know, misses for movies. Uh, Made in Manhattan, which uh, is one of Kirsten's favorite movies. She's also done, like, uh, Jersey Girl, which, I don't know, I liked. At the very least for Liv Tyler. But um, Hustlers, guys. You guys gotta check it out. Great movie, and uh, it's out in theaters now. And, yeah. So go see it. And that was the... Of the week! But this week, I speak with Callie Styles. She was referred to me by one of our kick friends... Shari. Uh, Shari is great. What's up, Shari? Big fan of the podcast. Callie Styles, though, is someone, I have to warn you guys, uh, very opinionated. She takes no shit from nobody. She, <laughs> she is a dominatrix as one of her jobs. She creates uh, torture devices. She even owns a flamethrower. Our talk gets somewhat heated, I guess. but Not heated, but it can sound... I don't know, you know, with today's day and age where if anyone talks shit or talks bad about someone or doesn't seem tolerant of one part of another person's culture, another person's individualness, 
individuality. Um, they can come off as dicks, but I think Callie has her own way of talking. She's very in your face. She, again, doesn't like the, just like I do, this sort of like softness of people where they are easily offended, where anything that you say to them can get through their, to their skin. Um, you know, she takes a different toll on it. Uh, she's already told me since I've sent her my edited version of this, of our first interview of our podcast, she's already expecting a lot of hate mail, which I don't know, you know, if you have your own opinions about stuff, you know, of course you're going to face some flack from some people, but you know, if you don't agree with what she says, come on the podcast and talk, talk about it. Like what doesn't, what don't you like about what she says? Uh, she talks about a lot of things, um, from, at least in the first part, she talks about, well, you'll have to just see. It's very opinionated. She rags on goth kids. She talks about therapy, animals. Uh, you'll just have to listen. But this is the first part of a two-parter. Um, the second part is also very good, where she'll end up getting more into the dominatrix scene about making torture devices and even her flamethrower. But this is the first part of our talk on the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it. But this is episode 31. Hey, episode 31. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, but little warning, still may not be to your cup of tea. But anyways, here it is. Episode 31 of the Cross Yes Podcast. Hey guys, just want to talk about Anchor real quick. You know how I love Anchor so much. They've helped me so much with this podcast. It's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Uh, welcome, Callie, to the Cross Yas podcast. Well, thank you. Uh, I was... I guess recommended by our mutual friend, I guess Shari, Sherry, on the kick, uh, the uh, kick yeah. um, chat room, and was like, "You have to talk to this person. This person has a flamethrower." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I do. I have a flamethrower. <laughs> I'm getting ready to make a new one and a neck nice. gun sometime this week because everybody needs a neck gun. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell the podcast a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, my name's Callie. I'm a professional dominatrix and a uh, custom fetish designer, and uh, I try not to blow shit up, <laughs> generally. <laughs> Literally, <That's> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. When I'm not uh, sitting around beating people, I'm coming up with new designs of how to beat people and uh, building it and seeing if we can make it a thing. <laughs> uh, and tell us about what, um, I guess, your sexuality, your gender identity, just a little for the Cross the Ass podcast listener. Sure. I'm trans and bi. I don't do the whole pansexual thing because I think we have too many fucking labels and <laughs> bisexual covers enough. Right. Right. And you've known forever, right? I think I've asked you, you've known since you were younger? Fairly young. About 13, 14-ish. Mm -hmm. And that was just, I mean, that, but you started your transition early sort of thing? No, I just, um, I did the cross-dress thing for a while, and then uh, 
wasn't till uh, my late twenties that I started actually, well, not even late twenties, uh, mid twenties, actually, that I started really seriously uh, considering what steps were going to be and how I was going to get there and started working towards it. Nice. And what does working towards it mean? So I'm a big fan of, uh, I, I know I said this when we talked, but there's um, two schools of thought about transitioning. And one is the magic bullet theory, which is all my problems are because I'm not transitioned and I'm <laughs> going to solve all of those problems by transitioning. And uh, that never fucking works. <laughs> Never, absolutely never. I have I just run into people who are like, "Oh, my life is so much better." Except I hate myself, and I'm like, "Yeah, what part of that was actually a better decision?" Um, then there's the other school of thought, which is what I go under, which is uh, more informed choice, which is uh, taking the time, doing some thought, getting your shit together before you start transitioning. I mean, like not just fixing little things like, "What are my family gonna think about it? What are my friends gonna say?" That's that in the grand scheme of things, that's really minor. The bigger picture is do you have your shit together before you do this, right? Because, like, if you weren't right with yourself and at least comfortable with where you're going before you transitioned, all you're doing is magnifying absolutely every single fucking thing that was horrible before you transitioned. It's only going to be worse mm -hmm. afterwards. So, I mean, that was pretty much how that went. So, I sat around and thought about what things I had to change in my life what things I had to do to be stable, what things I had to do to make sure that I didn't have life problems like, you know, work, living, all that fun shit. And just started, decided that the best plan was to be as self-reliant as humanly possible instead of putting myself in a position where I'm at risk. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. and that's, that's how it went. And nine and a half years ago, I had all my ducks in a row to start doing that. So I did. Nice. Now, you talked about with me that it wasn't the smoothest ride. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I mean, actually, no. I, I think you misquoted me on that one. It was a pretty smooth ride. I tell people that oh. all the time. I, yeah, I don't, did not have like the, a lot of the hassles or headaches because I did not have a shit plan. Does that make sense? Right, like, right. A lot right. of people are like, I'm going to dive into this and come hell or high water, I have to do this right now. And I mean, I get it. I do. It's a pressing thing. And this is where you're going to go. Right. But taking that little bit of extra time is the difference between having a fuck ton of problems or having minuscule or minor problems that you just, you know, kind of roll over as you go. It, that's why I thought this through. Because I mean, I had a couple of trans friends that I watched and saw how they reacted to things. And I just kind of studied them for a little bit and I was like, wow, okay, so most of the problem here isn't that because you're transitioning, it's because you had a fuck ton of issues before you transitioned and you never addressed those. And then I just decided that was never going to be me and get my shit together before I start going. Hmm. And how long was this? You said it didn't take you nine years because you already transitioned nine years prior, but how long did it take you to get all your ducks in a row, as you said? Ah, uh, fuck. Probably about six years. Six years. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you want something and you want it to last, you got to work for it. I mean, that's right. just how it goes. I know that right. nowadays everything is instant gratification and I want it right now, right, right now in my <laughs> hands right now. Yeah. But um, it doesn't work that great and you don't learn. And I think I'm not naming names. I had a friend back home in Chicago who absolutely every single thing that happened in her world was 
obviously a slight against her because she was trans. Even when nine times out of 10, it was not a slight against her for being trans. It was because she had a shit attitude towards absolutely everyone from go. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, that won't be me. I see how this happened. And I see how she magnified her attitude with giving her more ammo to believe that everything is against her. Not because, you know, she's a bitch, but because uh, (laughs) now she gets to add into that. Well, it's because I'm trans and you just hate me Mm -hmm. because I'm trans. No, people don't like you because you treat them like shit. There's a big yeah. yeah, people forget you can't be a bitch or a dick and then expect people to like you. It's like, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's a lot of the things that don't get, you know, talked about is that, you know, there's more than just, like, the medical issues, the health concerns, all the laws and shit targeting us. But, I mean, those are critical issues, but we also have to start thinking a little bit more along the lines of what are the right choices I have to make, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you need to have some form of support structure. I agree. I, whether that's friends, family, whatever. I mean, a good part of portion of that too is also you have to have your fucking shit together in your head before you do it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not mm-hmm. already to some extent comfortable being you transitioning, isn't necessarily going to fix that. You know what I mean? You're still going to have the same dysphoria, the same issues that you had previous. They're only going to magnify. Um, right. And that's why I tell people all the time, if you're going to do it, better think it through. I actually have a friend right now who's starting her transition. And we had a long, long, long talk about that of uh, please be realistic before you do this. Right. And you said it took you six years now in that six years. Is it does that mean like getting hormones ready, getting all the medical stuff ready, having money ready, having like, like, what does that entail? The six years? What does that encompass? So a lot of that was thinking about what I can do that makes me not have to work for somebody who could potentially fire me because I'm trans. I mean, mm-hmm. how does it sound? So a lot of that was that and building up enough of a reputation that worse comes to worse, I can just do my own thing and not worry. So it was mostly a monetary thing. Mm, okay. Okay. It sounds trite to say the world revolves around money, but it's true. If you don't have that figured out before, you're adopting a whole bunch of new problems that may or may not affect that, right? So I mean, right. I've met many, many, many trans people who have not worked that out yet, right? And they're all either starving artists or starving this or starving webcasters or starving podcasters, sorry. <laughs> um, but you get what I'm saying, right? Right, and right. You need something a little bit more stable, consistent, like even if it's having a steady job that you've worked for 10 years where you're okay, the company's okay with it. You know what I mean? You went through the process to see what, whether or not this was going to be something that the company you work for is going to not fire you for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You have to kind of go through that path before you start doing it. It's not a just jump off the cliff and see what happens kind of thing. And a lot of people jump off the cliff a lot, a substantial number. Um, And that's not necessarily a good thing. And why do you think they just do it all of a sudden? Is it because they're just tired of waiting or there's, like you said, instant gratification? Or is it something more like, you know, they want to live that life or be, you know, expect? I think a combination of a bunch of different issues. I think some people have it in their head that somehow this is the better way of living. I think some people, it's instant gratification. I think uh, some people see this as like the ultimate fix for absolutely everything. Um, I think the reasons may vary for why people jump the gun, but I think at the end of the day, it bites them in the ass almost every single time. 
it's not that easy. This is not exactly the kind of thing you can rush at. I mean, your day-to-day going from point A to point B is enough to run into issues. And you will. People will Mm -hmm. cause all kinds of hassles and drama and things that you don't think are going to be an issue that will all of a sudden be an issue. And I, I just don't understand why people don't take the time to think and are just like, fuck it. I don't care if my psych guy that I'm going to for like four years says that transitioning is not my problem because, you know, maybe that's true. Right. Um, I'm going to self-medicate and order hormones from Mexico and do my own thing. and <laughs> Go to Thailand and get these boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then everything goes to shit. And I, <laughs> I don't understand why. And then they kill themselves and I'm supposed to feel bad about it. But part of me doesn't, honestly, I, part of me feels like yeah, you're making a very serious adult choice and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to live with those consequences. It, it really truly is one of those things where, I mean, I, I, I feel bad when people kill themselves, but I also kind of look at it as this probably was not the right choice for you. And there were probably other problems that you didn't address before you started this. Right. Right. I mean, it's sad to say, but that's just, I mean, what else are you going to do? Sometimes people absolutely will not listen, no matter how many times you say, hey, don't do something without thinking it through first. And then they just do it anyway. I mean, that's life. Yeah. Now, I mean, you got lucky with support. Like, what kind of support do you recommend for people who are transitioning to go to? Are there reasons? So you say I got lucky. You're you're under the wrong impression. I'm a stubborn fucking cunt, right? <laughs> I came into this having a fuckload of skills that I could put to use and monetize and not have to fucking worry as much, right? I mean, I mm-hmm. grew up in a machine shop, so I can always, always find work uh, doing machining because contrary to popular belief, there is a shitload of money in the trade skills right now. So tomorrow I could go work at a machine shop and pull a six-figure salary. Um, so it was not that hard. A lot of those choices were made on through the lines of what do I actually have that are assets, right? So like support system of friends and stuff, don't get me wrong. That's important. It's nice to have people to like, be like, God, I fucking had a shitty day. And I mean, I get that. Mm -hmm. Right. But when I think support structure, I think, how am I getting food to my, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. That's the support structure that matters. That's like, I mean, friends, family, they're there, they come and go sad as it is to say, but whether or not you can pull your shit together regardless of them is what really fucking matters. And that's the hard part. And that's when it actually takes work and thought and how can I make my life work? It's just very important. Right. So basically you're saying you got to be independent, have your own shit together, (laughs) have a backup plan, it sounds like, right? Yeah, a couple backup plans. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the best laid plans, you want to you wanna make God laugh, you tell him your plan. That's the fucking running joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't, don't uh, think that your first plan is the best plan because uh, you might find out that that wasn't necessarly the greatest idea or maybe something yeah. better comes along. And uh, <laughs> you got to constantly be on your feet and be ready to fucking try something different or move on to something else. Right, right. Yeah, you're adaptable, it sounds like. <laughs> You gotta be. I mean, that's a really critical element of transition is adaptability. I mean, you've got to be ready for pretty much anything, right? Mm -hmm. You may think your first six months are like peachy keen because nobody fucks with you and nobody misgenders you and nobody does the 
asks you obnoxious questions and your work is fine. And then out of nowhere, something's going to come and hit you. Right. And (laughs) it's all pass or fail tests that you're going through at this point. Either you pull your shit together or you become a complete crash and uh, lose your shit and drop into some form of like emotional issues and can't pull it together. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you gotta be willing to, keep adapting you can't let little shit i tell people this all the time don't sweat the little shit right Mm -hmm. um it's not worth it every time i hear like some trans person especially on the internet i see this shit all the time they're like i got misgendered my day is (laughs) over i'm going to crash i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself i'm so (laughs) fucked blah you know what if being misgendered is the absolute worst thing that happened to you in your day you live a goddamn blessed life there are many (laughs) who are going through substantially worse problems and substantially worse issues in transition. Being misgendered is so fucking meaningless. It's not even funny. It doesn't matter. These are not people that are in your world, generally. These are not people that you are hanging out with on a regular basis. These are not people that, you know what I mean, you have any real ties to. So who cares? Yeah, truly cares. Right. It's almost a sense of self-entitlement too, right? Like, oh, I'm so, my life sucks so much. Does it? Really? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I tell people it's like the pity Olympics and everybody's trying to, to like find this new level of my life is so horrible. You can't possibly understand my plight. You know what? You know, it's a really universal concept. Pain. Everybody's going through some form mm-hmm. of pain. None of you are all that fucking unique. None of you. <laughs> and somebody else has went through it at one point or another and it doesn't fucking kill you just to say, you know, my day sucks too. So does yours and move the fuck on. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Um, Otherwise you're going to dig yourself into a hole, get all stressed out about shit that doesn't realistically actually affect your day to day. Mm -hmm. Um, And dig in. I mean, yeah, I get it. It's going to fuck with you. It's going to be a dysphoria thing, but, at some point, you have to just kind of dig your feet in and say, oh, well, and move along. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not worth getting hung up on. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, now, let's get back to, I know we talked about this, but how important is passing to you? Um, passing is a myth, right? Um, <laughs> or is a myth is probably the wrong way of doing of putting it. I don't look at passing in the same way as other people do. I mm-hmm. kind of see it more as like camouflage or blending than passing, right? So mm-hmm. the ability to move through a, your average day without attracting constant fucking attention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do things that make you stand out more, you're going to get more problems, right? Right. Like, uh, how can I say? Uh, if you want to go running around in the frilly pink dress, with the pink makeup and the pink nails and the pink seven inch fucking heels to go get fucking groceries. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're in yourself as a fucking target. I mean, flat out, you're making yourself that evident. And I get that there are people out there who are like, I can dress however I want. Sure. Go for it. But then on the other side of things, don't be too shocked when people fucking react and say, <laughs> yep. you, you stand out. I'm going to poke at you now. Um, I mean, I, I told uh, my friend who's starting their transition, I'm like, go to the mall. Seriously, just go to the fucking mall. Look at how other women are dressed, right? And then look at yourself in the mirror right now and say to yourself, mm-hmm. how do I, does this not work, <laughs> right? Because 
I mean, the, the 50s poodle skirt looks great <laughs> in certain circumstances. It right. really doesn't fucking fly in most average <laughs> days, right? And that's what it was. I mean, Are you saying like my that, Mary Poppins but... dress with my fishnet stockings doesn't work at a regular day? How dare you? <laughs> if you're going to a rave, I will totally fucking be like, yeah, go for that shit. But I mean, yeah, if you're going to the to get groceries or going to fucking uh, the mall, yeah, that that might might draw some attention. Might a little bit. I can't say I wouldn't stare and point and laugh. <laughs> I can't. I will. Sheesh. Yeah, 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 I would in a heartbeat. But I mean, that's the shit that people don't fucking get, right? It's like, unless you, even if you started like super fucking early on HRT, and even if you had like a buku surgery budget. I mean, there's no guarantees that you're going to fucking pass, right? And mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're talking, I mean, by like conventional beauty standards, pass, right? If we're going to go from that, look at it from that view. The best you're going to hope for is blending in and just accept that and be like, yeah, okay, well, you know what? I don't stand out like a sore thumb and I look like I belong and that's done. Um, I mean, it's just too much to stress over. Be yourself, have fun. Try not to fucking freak. That's it. You're going to start HRT and you're not waking up as a buxom 18-year-old cheerleader. Get that (laughs) shit for your fucking head. Not going to fucking happen. (laughs) Interestingly, you're not going to be like, wow, I'm a slender waif. Okay, yeah. And then you're going to start HRT. Things that they don't tell you. Weight gain, right? So Mm -hmm. two, two schools of thought. Ever wonder why all the porn stars are fit because we all work out that's the key diet and (laughs) exercise right the moment you stop doing that there are so many trans people who like don't do that and live set a basically desk job or sit around all day playing video games and couch potato lifestyles right and they every single one of them that shit goes fucking sideways um Mm -hmm. one of the fun points of hrt is weight gain and weight distribution which means that that can go either okay or you can become blimp, which, and I'm not talking like fat, I'm talking like blimp, like fat in displacement in places of the body where it looks just fucking horrifying. Um, not normal. All that shit is diet and exercise. That's part of the reason why you go through and get doctors to work with you. Don't just self-medicate, get actual licensed therapists. And then also <laughs> listen to them for God's fucking sake. You are not smarter than somebody who has went to college for 10 plus years to be able to jab you with fucking sharp objects, right? <laughs> Assume maybe, just maybe they might know something. And I'm not saying all doctors are awesome, right? And that, especially with like stuff like transitioning, a lot of this is a crapshoot. Even the medical field will tell you the same thing. This is a crapshoot. There's no guaranteed this take this much of this does this right mm-hmm. a lot of this is just they're taking a rough stab right but right. bear with them they're trying to work in their best fucking capacity for your best fucking interest deciding to get frustrated and i'm not happy with what they said and i read online somebody was taking this dose so i'm just gonna go fucking do that and fuck my doctor mm-hmm. what does he fucking know what do they and, know <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean go for it i mean but again like I said earlier, this is kind of a one of those adult decisions. You have to be willing to live with the, the consequences of your choices. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a lot of what I see in the trans community is failure to be willing to live with that. They make 
poor choices. I'm not saying that detransitioning so much, more of looking for places to place the blame other than them. Well, this right. is not me. It's not my fault that this happened. It would have been better if somebody else would have been responsible for this. Well, you know, you made the choice and you kind of have to live with it. So going on the topic of hormones, were you on hormones or are still on hormones? Yes. And you started six years ago or longer than that, nine years ago? Yeah. And are these the common side effects you've experienced? And what was your error? Is this what you're saying, the experience you've had with doctors about HRT and hormones? Yep. And part of that was my research. I had read in advance and said, okay, so these are things that are going to happen or potentially could happen. And these are things that I need to be aware of. And I mean, it was really hard because you try to use resources like I'm going to go look in the trans community and half of the fucking groups are all who's pretty, pretty Barbie and lots of fucking, oh, when I get in another couple months, I'm going to have huge D cup tits and shit like that. <laughs> and um unrealistic fucking views and very now it's gotten a little bit better but it's still a lot of bullshit you read through it and it's like jesus christ can any of you just tell the truth for a change and be like hey this is really things that are going to be potential risks it's one of my biggest pet peeves with the trans community is we spend too much time talking about all these fucking happy, sexy time barbie moments instead of talking about things like hey you know these are risks these are problems and then when somebody does everybody shouts them down because heaven forbid we talk about reality for a change i mean go figure mm -hmm. we're really quick to eat up just completely feast upon the corpses of anybody who uh disagrees with the popular belief in the trans community mm -hmm. no you're right and how with your hormones I mean, were they like, look at uh -huh. look at like bailey j right bailey j used to be an amazing spokesmodel for the trans community right mm -hmm. I, she was outspoken she's very camera friendly and not shy about getting up there and talking about issues and she was a really good spokesperson then the trans community got all butthurt because she uses the evil tranny and the evil shemale terms and all those fucking words we're not supposed to fucking say. Well, you know what? That chick's been around before most of these fucking kids have been around. And she's been around actively. Right? Mm -hmm. Out mm -hmm. face in media. Had the Rolling Stone interview. Has, is done shit with trauma and a bunch of other mainstream activities, right? So At least 10 years. I, I would say she's been in the community at least 10 years. Has to be. Even more than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so consequently, you know what? She gets every fucking bit of room to fucking say whatever terms she wants. And more particularly, interestingly, nobody gets to define those terms, right? If I can't pick on people for running around saying stupid shit, then they don't get to pick on her. Simple as that. And they ran her off. They've picked on fucking Laverne Cox. They've picked on other fucking trans spokespeople. The only one that I agree with is picking on fucking Caitlyn Jenner, and Caitlyn Jenner is a shit show from hell. She sucks. Sorry. You, she sucks. No, She's I, the worst yeah, spokesperson yeah. For, trans, for trans people. Yeah, somebody the worst. needs to fucking, you know, if something really horrifying needs to happen to Caitlyn, and I will feel so much better about society. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, but that, that's a lot of what happens, is we, anytime we get somebody who's relatively the right thing to go up there and talk about issues they immediately start finding reasons to pick said person <laughs> apart and be like no fuck you you can't speak for us because 
you said this and I don't agree with this and I'm going to bitch and moan about it. Right. Well, guess what? We're not all going to share the same feelings and opinions. And uh, the mm. bigger picture here is that we're all trans and we can all at least fucking agree on one thing. Right. And if she says one or two things that you might not agree with, who gives a fuck? Because at the end of the day, she's getting more visibility than most of us are. Mm -hmm. 90% mm -hmm. of the trans community. And she's do using it in a positive way. Right. She's not out there saying trans is horrible. All trans people need to die. I'm going to vote for <laughs> Trump. Right. Caitlyn Jenner. Yay. Um, <laughs> oh God. Oh. Yeah. Right. There was one um, who vote. Uh, I can't remember her name. She's a porn model. Um, I can't remember who she is. Uh, it'll come to me, uh, but she's a gun nut, right? She has uh, sponsorships through firearm stuff. She does regular shooting. I think it's amazing. Um, we disagree completely on politics because she was a single issue voter and voted for Trump because Trump was right. all for get a gun. And I mean, that's her choice. But by and large, I'm not going to fucking shoot her for it. I'm not going to scream at her for it because you know right. what? She's a field, right? She is into competitive shooting. That is not a field that most trans people are really in. She is mm -hmm. giving more visibility to us existing by being in, a f in that particular area. So who gives a shit? Stop fucking ripping her fucking new asshole about making her choice. At the end of the day, that's one more step towards visibility and people knowing we exist than most of these people who are crying on the internet will ever fucking put out. Mm -hmm. So let's get into that then. The trans community, the TS community versus the TG community. What are your thoughts? I know you're very opinionated uh, and I love it, but let's hear yeah, what you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we can start it this way, right? So LGBT, the T stands for transgender, right? Okay, well, transgender is an umbrella fucking term that encompasses every nut job who thinks they're us. And by us, I mean TS people, right? So we have non-binary, gender fluid, gender fluctuating, gender questioning, gender queer, agender, fucking, what a, I mean, tons <laughs> of these terms, right? Mm -hmm. And none of them are us. Interestingly, those same people who are not us feel that they need to blast over us all the fucking time with shit that doesn't matter. Meanwhile, the actual transsexual community, in other words, those of us who these cool laws directly affect, are the ones who are getting the fucking short end of the stick, and more interestingly, the ones who are most victims of these laws. But no, we should worry because somebody didn't use Z, Z, Zer as their choice <laughs> of pronouns when talking to me like and i don't know, know how they could not possibly miss that i was agender while i'm presenting myself as a cis female <laughs> and all this other crazy shit that just truly i cannot understand how these people get away with it and then they don't understand why i don't give them space. Well, you're not being nice. You should be nice. You should give us space too, because we're all the same thing. Oh, not exactly. You're the same thing when you are at mo having the same risks and the same problems that we have, right? So said cisgender, but yet gender fluctuating or gender fluid girl who is not recognized or guy who is not recognized for uh, their gender fluidness when they're out in public will go into this, whatever bathroom they fucking use, probably female or male, cis presenting, and not have any shit. Whereas some trans person, like myself, is going to go into the female bathroom and going to get arrested, or mm -hmm. going to get into fucking chaos, or going to get into fucking problems, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. 
these people are confusing the issue, right? They're confusing it to the point where average Joe on the street doesn't know the fucking difference, right? And they're making it more and more complicated so that it's much easier to forget about real fucking concerns, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very serious concern, at least to me. So I don't really, I take a very militant stance that trans in the LGBT stands for transsexual. Anybody else, you've got a label. It's called Q or questioning. Go there. Go Mm -hmm. hang out there. Your fucking shit show there. Stop claiming that you're trans. (laughs) Just stop. Stop right away. Move over there. They added the Q for questioning or confused or queer or whatever the fuck it meant. That's where these people who are um, should be. And flat out. That's the appropriate spot, not trans. Absolutely not. And they can have their own little parties, do their own little thing, and have their little shit show of not being identifiable as agender. How the fuck <laughs> do you identify somebody as agender? Right? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm fine with accepting that gender is a spectrum. I agree with this to uh, some mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. But as long as there are some structure, that people can easily identify and recognize, unless you're planning on wearing a t-shirt all the time that says, hi, I'm gender." let's be realistic here. <laughs> you can't expect everybody to identify it. You just can't. Or mm-hmm. genderqueer or non-binary. Again, you want to wear a t-shirt, I will totally fucking rock that. I've, I've seen companies printing out non-binary t-shirts. Make it easier on everybody because I can't identify it. Other people can't identify it. How are we supposed to know? Can you identify right. a non-gender right. or a right. non-binary person? Nope. <laughs> oh, not, right? not just on looks. <laughs> then the argument against my argument is always, well, you should ask people their uh, gender identity. Well, isn't that a bit invasive? That would be the, same, the equivalent of me saying, hi, what's between your legs right now? Which, Which for trans- they do anyways. For Don't trans- a lot of people talk to transgender people like that or transsexuals just... Hey, so where's yes, your balls? <laughs> like, do you exactly. still have your balls? Yeah, I get like, that fairly often, and my answer is uh, none of your fucking business. Yeah, but exactly. That, Back the fuck up. That's the, same, that's the same level of invasive. So I'm not okay with people asking me that kind of question. So I can assume that it would, mm-hmm. and I've seen cases where it's been taken as just as rude if you ask somebody what their gender identity is. Um, mm-hmm. You can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. You can't. Pick a side, call it yours, make it a thing. Um, But you're not trans. Move on. Get the fuck out of our fucking pool. Um, (laughs) And I I, I hear all the time, oh, well, there's room enough for everybody. You're right. There is in some regard. However, again, when you are taking the same risks we're taking, I will totally hear your cries. Till then, I just don't have time for it. I just don't. Right. And And I I get it. I mean, we everybody talk about this too, that like everybody wants to be inclusive or, Hey, I want to be, I want to be accepted or part of this, but it's like, you don't have to be, you can be your own thing or, you know, you don't need to be yeah. a part of like, they, I guess it's like a movement, I guess like, Oh, I want to, uh, let me fit in there. It's like, what? No, you could be your own. You know, like back then we didn't have labels for everything. It was either you're gay or lesbian or you're bi <laughs> and then trans people were like, what is a trans? Well, I don't know. They're different or something. Right. I don't know. Well, I think part of it is we have a generation that grew up, for lack of better words, under the participation award logic, which is <laughs> pat Johnny on the head and tell him he did a great job. 
give him a, a ribbon saying he did a great job. <laughs> Johnny was maybe at best mediocre, but we patted him on the head and gave him a ribbon telling him how special he is and that he did a great job. And then a lot of these have gotten to the point where now they're not at home or now they're on their own and they're realizing that the real world is not all participation awards and pats on the head and how great of an individual you are. I had one who tried tried to apprentice to me for uh, building uh, crazy stuff, and uh, that lasted all of a week before I ended up just saying, don't come back, you can't work with me anymore. <laughs> um, and he was a trans man, and he sat there and tried to make it, oh, well, it'll be great because it'll be all trans run. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, but I really don't care. What's more important right now is whether or not the job is out and whether or not we're getting paid and shit like that. Yep. And I gave him a very simple task to start with, which was learning how to set rivets. And apparently that was really complex. And 200 rivets later, he still couldn't figure out how to set rivets. And I kept on making him redo it. And he's like, I don't understand why you're making me redo it. This is bullshit. I shouldn't have to do this. I should just be able to do all this crazy stuff because I'm great. I'm an awesome person. I'm special. And I said, well, that's great. But until you can do it right, there's a problem. And it has to be done right. Oh, mm -hmm. but I'll just figure it out as I go. Well, no, because I'm not going to have you fuck up something that potentially costs money. So, no, we're not doing that. So then he came back and he was working on some bracer for, I forget what the story was, for some friend or family member. And he showed it off and he was really proud of the tooling. And I'm like, yeah, the tooling's fine. But I'm looking at it and I'm like, but every single rivet on here is misset. The thing's going to fall apart. Well, you can't tell me I did bad. Well, actually, yeah, you gotta, I'm your fucking boss. I can yeah. tell you, you did that. That's exactly what being in boss means. If you knew what you were doing, you wouldn't be sitting here now, would you? <laughs> You'd be doing my job. But obviously, that's a problem. But I mean, that's a lot of it. Is like, you can't tell people they're not non-gender or non-binary. You can't tell them they're this. They need to be special. They need to have their little niche. Because you right. can't possibly understand. You're right. But again, like we told said earlier... Pain is a universal concept. Everybody goes through shit. Nobody's a fucking individual. People have went through problems. Shit happens. This whole, no, you can't possibly understand. No, no. It, it's not that confusing. It really isn't. It's not that complex. Nobody's that complex. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they use their gender as like a crutch. <laughs> it was almost something like, oh, well, you don't understand. It's because I'm this. It's like, wait, that has nothing to do with you being a shitty human being or a well, lazy yeah, piece because, of shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? well, like, let's, take, let's take a trip down memory lane. Ready? Okay, so let's not say it was uh, gender. So when I was in school many, many moons ago, because I'm an old fucking bastard, <laughs> uh, when I was in school, it was, you don't understand me because I'm punk, or you don't understand me because I'm goth. Right? right? <laughs> <laughs> then the 90s came around, and then we had fucking grunge for a little grunge, bit. Grunge, yeah. <laughs> grunge people. Grunge was fucking retarded. Why would you want to dress like you're fucking homeless? <laughs> and then after that, we had emo, and you don't understand me because I'm emo and super emotional. You're right. Okay, sure. And now it's you don't understand me because I'm non binary or gender fluid or whatever. <laughs> it's the same fucking bullshit. It's a generational thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, it, this, this is this year's version of fucking saying you're goth. Congratulations. Except now you can be goth and gender neutral or whatever and all that fun shit all at the same time. So, I mean, 
There you go. It's a two-for-one special. You can be two flavors of special snowflake for the price of one now. Congratulations. Well, the new thing Double now is, is the safe space thing. We talked about it, too, how, like, leave me alone in my safe space. And then you're like, what the fuck? Like, now I can't target you or, like, call you out for your bullshit because you're going to hide in this safe space nonsense? Let them. No, no, let them. Fuck it. Go ahead. Hide in your safe space. That would be literally sticking your head in the sand. Okay, so, like, safe spaces are a joke. Flat out, right? I am not saying that it <laughs> does not, is not to your advantage to occasionally have an a, a, a environment that's mostly uh, people that are supportive of you. I fully agree with that. Problem mm-hmm. with it is safe spaces are not that, right? Yeah. Safe spaces are fucking echo chambers where you only only hear views that reflect the things that you want to fucking hear, right? Again, back to the whole mm-hmm. fucking special snowflake and participation award. So you're hanging out in your safe space where you get your pat on your head and your participation award saying it wasn't you, the world is horrible, and we're gonna <laughs> coddle you even more here. But fuck that shit. Look, I mean, that's not going to get you through your fucking day. At the end of the day, the world is a scary place. Bad shit's going to fucking happen. And hiding in a safe space isn't going to make it any better. All you're doing is sticking your head in the sand and not fucking dealing with fucking problems. You don't want to deal with problems. Then there are totally tons of people who will gladly tell you how to fucking handle your life for you. I'm sure of it. Yeah. So basically, these people need a wake-up call. Like, it's just like, yeah. Hey, I mean, well, the, the new one is is they'll say our safe space is super inc- inclusive and diverse, right? Yeah. So what they really mean is it's completely self-segregated and none of the above, right? <laughs> Where you're again only seeing people that are identically are, are like you in whatever that fucking view of safe space is who are only going to share and mirror the same opinions as you, which automatically means it's not diverse and isn't inclusive since you're only allowing people who are you into your fucking party. So then it's not inclusive either. Like there's Mm -hmm. a big use of the term, uh, a big misuse of the terms inclusive and diverse lately, right? Just because you're accepting a bunch of different people from different backgrounds into your safe space. If you're all mirroring each other, then you're really not diverse. You're mm-hmm. only diverse in one re- regard. You're not diverse in a way that actually is meaningful. Diversity mm-hmm. means difference in opinions and background, not just in racial fucking demographics <laughs> and the way that most of them use. Well, we're really diverse. Well, okay, but are you diverse in opinion? Well, no, because we all think alike. Congratulations. <laughs> what what about you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's horrifying to me how many of these people that are super fucking smart can't fucking figure this shit out i mean they're all so quick to like immediately run to their safe space where everything i'm saying tonight will probably offend them and oh my god i have to go (laughs) hide in my safe space and talk about how horrible a person callie is fine it's cool i'm not gonna hide in my safe space (laughs) i don't need that shit i'm pretty comfortable with the fact that there are other opinions besides mine, and they mm-hmm. can be just as fucking equally valid as mine. It's mm-hmm. fine. We can and, all coexist. And that's why I'm glad I have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming on, by the way. It's because you are definitely a different <laughs> dissenting opinion than the previous guest I've obviously had on here. But I do want human, other human beings with men, women, transgender, non-transgender, 
they have opinions like yours that are maybe come off a little more abrasive than most, but it's something that should be heard. Like that's why I want anyone on this podcast to come on to just say what they want to say, even if it sounds like it. Cause to me, I don't think you're abrasive at all. You just have your, like you said, you're a little stubborn. You have like opinions that may not be, you know, kid friendly <laughs> that you may not want your child. to. Oh, yeah, I am, definitely, I am definitely not child friendly. I am not even going to try that. <laughs> We went, uh, so I'm on the board of directors of our makerspace and we had to go to another makerspace to borrow uh, one of their tools and use their space. Yeah. They are a, a family oriented makerspace, <laughs> which means that there are children present. And uh, I had yeah. to not talk at all. And uh, the guy <laughs> was our chaperone. Rather than saying, fuck this or any of that, he'd be like, oh, fiddlesticks. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, oh what? God, this is horrible. This is why H-E double hockey sticks. Get this. Yeah, he said that shit too, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, shut the front door." I'm like, oh, well, that. <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> thing, right? People, I think there's this probably this image of crossdressers as well, or like transgendered people that are, oh, they're so nice, or they're so quiet. Oh, they they keep to themselves. I'm like, no, they're transgendered people, or their crossdressers are out there that are just super like vulgar or very abrasive or very opinionated and you have i want this podcast to be you know a forum if you want to talk and say shit about you because i wanted you to rag on goth kids i want you to rag on transgender people who are little who are a bunch of bitches <laughs> whenever when i used to go to punk shows and the goth kids showed up the goth girls got to stay the rest of the <laughs> guys got the shit fucking stuff <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much how that dance played out every single time. Because we were all good with the cute goth girls. We were not as good with the whiny fucking bitch fucking boyfriends. <laughs> I'm so dark. Let me read you my poetry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, we should be able to. That's the thing. Like, we talked about this, right? Like, where this generation has become so easily offended at the tiniest of remarks like oh nice shoes <gasps> just nice how dare you say that and then they're offended and then they go cry and you're like what the fuck like you just yeah said, you go to my face you said my shoes are nice yeah like what how did that what like i mean and then you and, and god forbid you say something oh your hair is kind of messed up today oh no life's over and my, then they go cry and you're like what yeah like, i gotta go my world is ending i need my uh my uh what do you call it uh the fucking animal uh oh, i need my therapy pet oh, yeah, therapy, I need my therapeutic <laughs> animal and it's not even a dog anymore it's a fucking parrot no. or a fucking ferret or a weasel squirrel? like what did you see the therapy squirrel that they took on the yeah. fucking plane <laughs> was amazing there is no, no way there, did you see the therapy turkey like there's a therapy yeah. like fowl i was like what the yeah, but the therapy squirrel was the best. There is no way that was not a prank <laughs> that somebody go through the fucking paperwork to take a squirrel on the plane to let it loose and let it fucking do what squirrels do and run all over the place. <laughs> there is no way that wasn't a fucking prank because, oh my fucking God, who came up with this? I mean, but... <laughs> look, I'm not just touting that pet therapeutic, right? I love my kitties and they're my <laughs> entertainment, right? But I don't take my kitties everywhere I go because I'm incapable of dealing with society. And plus, it kind of gives a negative stereo or stigma to people who have actual like working. Yeah, like PTSD or like fucking yeah. seizures or yeah. something like, whoa. Yeah, like, that's working different. animals, right? I have a friend who's got PTSD and has a fucking um, 
working dog and goes with her pretty much everywhere because that's part of fucking her mechanics. Right. right? And um, she gets it, uh, often fucking arms with people at the fucking, uh, uh, what do you call it? The stupid fucking therapy pats. Um, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's bullshit. And then people look at me like I'm not, I don't have a serious problem and they don't take it into as serious anymore because all these people with their stupid fucking ducks and therapy snake and whatever (laughs) it's fucking silly that's and And, that comes back to the inclusivity or what you need to be accepted for like what like no you have again this is the same problem that transsexuals are going through with like non-binary and all that it's the same fucking gag i get it you want to feel fucking special you want to feel fucking different you want to do that why does it have to be at the expense of people with actual fucking concern why does it always have to be expense of people like autism oh i'm on the spectrum are you really because there's a lot of people that are using that to just fucking self-diagnose because they hopped on webmd and it said oh well you might be autistic because you answered (laughs) 20 questions on webmd right okay but are you actually autistic right and i'm not saying that autism doesn't exist or that it it doesn't come in various ranges but mm-hmm. we've met, I've met autistic people. I know damn well that they don't appreciate it when everybody in their dog oh, yeah. is on saying, oh, well, I'm on the spectrum. Really? Right. Are you? Really? Or are you just fucking around for attention? Right. That, oh, same thing goes with the gluten-free thing. Like, oh, I have a gluten allergy. Well, fuck, you're just fat. <laughs> like, you just... Yeah, it's less than 3% of the population. Statistically speaking, not, that's, not as many people who are running around saying, oh, well, I just don't eat gluten. Because it's fat, and I, I I have an allergy to it. Do you really? Based on what? Well, I just think I do. Okay, but who told you you did? <laughs> Doctors? <laughs> I mean, oh, I, my friend Holly has celiacs, right? And, like, yeah. this, this is why Holly picks where the fuck we go to eat. Because I don't know what places have, like, celiac-safe food. But <laughs> right, Holly right. does. Because that is the <laughs> difference between her getting, like, fucking dead or not, right? And, right. Like, there's all these people... <laughs> basically fucking lampooning serious things with you know not fucking serious things you know what mm. i mean or not actually totally that totally agree. and so mm. when everybody's like why don't you accept non-binary or why don't you accept that i'm gender fluid because i see you as basically part a, a part of the problem i see you as basically looking for some excuse to be a special snowflake to be mm-hmm. keep getting your participation award to make you feel better, right. to give you that ability to pat yourself on the head and say, well, it's not that I'm an asshole, it's that I, they just didn't understand that I'm non-binary. Okay, right. sure. Right. Whatever gets you through your day. <laughs> and now it's time for Kirsten's Corner! On this episode of Kirsten's Corner, uh, we, <laughs> and I know she's wanted me to talk about this for a little bit, but let's talk about Queer Eye. Oh, oh my God. Get, give me this. Give me this. You guys, I just want to say I can't believe that Giselle has not talked about Queer Eye. But you know, I did hear that the LGBTQ community doesn't actually love Queer Eye oh, as much. I You'll have that. to do some research for me. Um, oh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure there's some, but I heard that it's, like, bigger with straight people than it is oh, with... Yeah. Huh. I, 
I whatever. As a as a straight person here, I love Queer Eye, well, and I, I love the new the Netflix Netflix's Queer, Queer Eye, not the original. Not the original. Be... I've never seen the original. Okay. No, but I heard it's really good. Like for for the time that it came out, it was really good. Anyway, you guys ever? I love Queer Eye. Like I just. <sighs> so let's talk about everybody. So the premise is five gay guys get together and they do like a they do like a makeover for it used to be just a straight used to be for just straight guys but then they've expanded that to be homosexuals trans 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 people lesbians and then also well that's homosexuals so gay people lesbians straight people and then like just like a, a myriad of people like which and women too women which they didn't do on the original so anyway then they do like a full-on makeover and i think one thing that i love is that they always well it's like a very variance of people like you guys i'm sure you guys have watched this i don't even what know why like, i'm talking do, about what, do they do it like in la oh, oh so it's based out of the first two seasons were in atlanta georgia and like in the area surrounding so kind of like some like boonie areas and then this one is in kansas city kansas the last season where there's a lot of people who don't have as much exposure to the gay community or to gay people or to black people or to whatever like a lot of trump supporters or like just like a you know different peeps different peeps but so then there's they make over like it's like a life makeover because it's like first so they have let's start with um the you the most useless to the usefulness i guess it depends so first one being is anthony porofsky well anyways anthony he does food he's so fucking handsome you guys like it's out of control he's so fine like he looks like john mayer and dave franco in one person and he does the food and like it's hard like everyone gives him so much shit because like his food always sucks like one time he made like this whack-ass guacamole that everybody hated but it's like it depends on like where you're shopping for these people and what their lifestyle is because they can't go out and buy prosciutto at like a market all the time but he's also not a chef right or something about like he's not the chef that was in the original i remember one of your friends talking about the original queer eye had a like a top tier chef yeah. sort of guy whereas this guy is kind of like a- he ch- he trained under that chef oh. but he's not he does like he's not like a chef chef but he knows how to cook like okay. he i've seen him on like a couple of bon appetit videos as i've said before oh. on that i love bon appetit videos anyway um so he does food like he yeah whatever it doesn't matter but he's so fun though like he's okay. he like loves puppies and like he gets so emotional about stuff anyway okay moving on and he's gay right? oh yeah they're all gay they're all gay okay. then the next is ooh, i will say i will say they're all like varying levels of usefulness depending on the person that they're making over so i'm not this is not in order of uselessness anymore <laughs> it was just anthony who was the least like, useful so i'll go first with my next least favorite is bobby who does the interior design he's i will say he's the best at his job but uh, personality wise i feel like he's okay um he's gotten a lot better i think he's a lot more interesting than he used to be one thing that i really like about him is that he was like a very 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 devout christian and comes from a very christian family and he was kicked out when he was like 16 when he was you know because he came out um so that's like one thing that they focus on a lot is like his struggle with the church and like how that's affected him and like 
even overcoming a lot of things that, you know, he did when he was young. Because even like, even if like you were a Christian and like you grew up Christian, like that doesn't go away even if you don't, if even if you aren't a part of the community. Because a lot of how you were raised, like all that stuff sticks with you even if you don't necessarily believe it anymore. Anyway, um, so he's like fucking good at his job. Like, dude, I don't even have, like, I don't even want to know like what he would turn my room into. Like, he'd walk in here and be like, what is up with this mess? Anyway, like, girl, you need to do a better job cleaning. Anyway, so there's five so that was two sorry i'm this, you, you were right this is like a whole episode about about queer eye i cannot believe that giselle has not watched gray and like you've tried but it's like you're always like on your fucking phone i'm like this is important stuff i hate reality tv though and this is reality tv to me it's like okay it's the typical okay well what's wrong with them like there's always a there's always a freaking like conflict no, it's always the same storyline. It's like there's something wrong with this person. We need to fix this person. Let's fix it her. doesn't matter. Sorry, it on. doesn't matter. Anyway, um, next, ooh, okay, third least favorite would Karamo. Yeah, yeah, Karamo. But I really like him. I li- again, I like him a lot more. I think they they amped up his usefulness from the first season because he's culture. Mm-hmm. So like and first, he's black, and he's and black and. Interesting story about Karamo though is that he used to be on um, the Real World, and he uh, which was what? which was oh uh, M- an MTV show or a twelve p- reality show, but like I think he was gay on the Real World or he was straight. I don't know. Either way, he I think he was the first black gay male yeah. on real world but interesting story is that you know when he was like still fucking around and like figuring out who he was when he was young he had two kids that either he didn't know about or that like they had moved away so anyway so he has like two like full-grown adult kids anyway interesting story about him so like he helps these people like whether it be like with their confidence or helping them with their resumes or helping them move out or helping them, you know, with their websites or get jobs or with their dating history or overcoming like a situation that came with us. He's an MSW. Um, so a therapist, um, um, he's a master in social work. So he like has worked with a lot of people and he's like really good at his job. So like, I think they've really amped up on like how effective he is. Also, I love that he wears like bomber jackets like multiple bomber bomber jackets every episode and they're like fucking wild like one is like a sequined like it's a sequined camo print bomber jacket i'm like that's wild um anyway okay now guys we're down to it okay my second he's i will say he's like almost up there with with my top but next is um tan france who he does fashion fashion why did i say it that way god he does fashion i love him guys i love tan he's gorgeous his hair is beautiful and he dresses so well he revolutionized the french tuck which for those who don't know it's like when you just tuck the little front end of your shirt into your shorts or your pants it brings your whole outfit together he also like taught everyone to like cuff their shirts i did notice that after the first queer eye came out a lot of my guy friends were (laughs) cuffing their shirts at the top to make it fit better like anyway i love him like he gives such good fashion advice and like they all just wear they all have really good style 
oh god anthony just like you would never guess that he was gay like this is like he's just like oh yeah stereotypically like everyone always says like he dresses like james dean oh my god he's fire guys i just and he's just like so and they all like always talked about Sorry, I know I haven't even talked to my favorite Still your yet. least favorite though yeah the well Lino the least favorite in terms of the show but he's favorite in terms of Luke's you know what I mean he yeah, you know they all have like they all post like a lot of thirst traps on their Instagram oh, too yeah, yeah. there's like a bunch of like when I first started yeah, watching traps, I don't know. you don't know what a thirst trap is no, for the oh but do you know what a thirst trap is yeah. so it's like when a girl or a guy posts like a picture it's like that traps you because of your thirst so like they post a lot of shirtless like pictures when they're all like glistening and shit and it's like oh let's like and you go in like a thirst hole like you're just clicking and like looking at all the pictures oh man anyway you guys jonathan van ness is amazing he's does the hair and like grooming grooming yeah um he oh god he's just he's just a gorgeous human being like (laughs) i love him thurston's corner (gasps) thurston's corner guys anyway he has his own podcast um there's so many things i could talk about like he's most known before queer eye for doing gay of thrones where he would do some like a celebrity's hair while they talk about the most recent episode of game of thrones and it's like the way he would describe things is so fucking hilarious so like he's definitely like a comedian in his way like i know he does like stand up and like or like not stand up necessarily but like shows but so there's that and then he has gorgeous hair he like is learning how to ice skate he has his own podcast which is called um oh my god no no it's called um getting curious it's getting curious with jonathan van ness and it's like i really like the premise because it's like he invites sometimes celebrities but a lot of times it's like scholars it's like doctors authors um you know uh professors etc like to cut to come talk about stuff that he's interested in that he wants to learn more about and so that it helps other people learn more about it you know he also identifies as uh, non-binary right Mm -hmm. Um, tell me more about that. This is Kirsten's corner. Okay, fine. Well, that's that's also one thing that I like. I'm like, I can't believe you don't watch like yeah. John. Because he also wears like either when he when he went on um oh, Jimmy Fallon yeah. or something, he wore this beautiful. I don't know who designed that dress, matter, yeah. but like this beautiful dress that he just wear. He has like a full on beard. Yeah, his hair is really long. It's like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I also really enjoy is that like like he dresses up like in dresses and like heels and skirts and like just fabulous clothes but then also like rocks the beard where it's like just because you dress up in clothes doesn't mean you have to be ultra feminine you know which is really cool um whereas like when you dress up like you 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 do it so that you can pass you know but it also like i like that yeah you do you do yeah um, and different strokes for different folks, you know? Um, oh my God. And, and that's just them as people. But like, oh my God, I love this show so much. Like, I literally cry every episode. And not like tearing up, guys, but like ugly crying. Like, <laughs> you know, like I'm just so happy. Why, so you're ha- like, what is the tear? 
tears for. I was wondering. Like, well, because I think because they because they have an MSW, they really get to like the root of a lot of these people's issues. So whether it be like because some of these people like are not bad looking and like they don't have bad hair or bad style, but like there's something in their life that's like either holding them back or like making them feel like they're not good enough. And I think everybody can identify with that, you know, and I think sometimes like or it's like, you know, that person, you you know, that person in your life who maybe needs this or who is like that and just like seeing someone overcome something like that or like you relating to something or like having gone through something like that there's just so many things that like just warms my cold cold heart very cold, yeah. just kidding i have a very warm heart so my heart is on fire oh my god so the show is how many seasons in now and it's like four it's like a lot of seasons i think oh no three three I'm not sure, and it's it's like thirty one minute hour episodes. It's like forty five, okay, to an hour, and they end up and it's on Netflix. Netflix. And, yeah. I remember there was a flight that I don't even know if it was what where I was coming home from. Maybe it was Canada. The new season had just come out, and like I had downloaded all the episodes, or I thought I had downloaded the episodes for the plane to watch on the way back, and I was like, I'm a, I'm a bang these all out. I'm gonna watch them all, and then. Turns out I only downloaded one, but I didn't know that. And I had watched the first one and I'm like already crying, like sobbing, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for the next one. And the person next to me is probably like, the fuck is wrong with this girl? Anyway, then I realized it was I had downloaded one episode of the new season and then all the old episodes. Uh, And I was then I was crying because I was sad that I couldn't watch it. I love Queer Eye. I feel like. You like Jonathan Van Ness would just be so interested in oh my god every in you or like or you would be interested in him like in terms of like just his life and like his views on things and well so he grew up in like very rural town I think like Kansas City vibes also like and um, he was the only gay person in his school and he was a cheerleader so it's like they did an episode. at his high school and it was just like really hard for him to go back you know like i'm sure there are people who were supportive but like even if you have people in your life who support you there's still as many people who hate on you or like it's so hard to be that young and to really know who you are but still be figuring that out you know but it's like who you are is so different from all the people that surround you you know man he's great i love him if i ever got him on the podcast don't i how, how would you feel if he ever came on the podcast because i could potentially be big enough where jonathan van ness could come on the podcast what do you what do you think you i don't know? even don't i don't what, what would you do like would you be i like, would die like, i would ask him to do my hair <laughs> oh i would ask him to teach me how to walk better like uh, more grace like sexy walk i don't know how to do that you know yeah, like yeah. oh excuse me no no his walk <laughs> oh, okay jeez i was like yeah he has like a very like like and how teach me how to walk, walk in heels like he Oof. walks better in heels than i do yeah, i don't ever so wear fierce. heels i like yeah. i admire everything about him i just don't have i don't i don't know it's hard for me to watch that show but anyways thank hey, you. anyways well thank you for i knew you're gonna go hard on oh my god i just go, grabbed I grab the, the mic, mic. And cheese and just wanted to talk about uh queer eye and oh, i love this. queer eye Anyways, well, that's been Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. <laughs> Thank you. Love you guys. And that's it for this week's episode, guys, where I spoke to Callie Styles. It's the first part of two parts. And if you guys didn't like the first part, well, sorry. 
I told you guys she's hella opinionated, which, again, I said to her, if you want to come on the podcast and talk yourself out, or if you want to say things, I don't know, that you guys may think that everyone won't agree with, well, you still can. Come on the podcast, come on uh, the podcast and tell your story. Hit up at CrossYas on Instagram or Twitter. Hit at podcast at gmail.com with your feedback or your questions or you know if she said something that you may not like or if she said something that you do agree with come on the podcast and say it like i told her i love opinions i love what you have to say because everyone has a story to tell and everyone has you know their own perspectives in life um maybe someone else shares them with you maybe someone may not agree with you but i think it should be heard on a podcast i think you can't expect everyone to agree with what you you know, have to say, and people get upset, and people have, you know, dissenting opinions, and you can say what you want to say. Obviously, um, not to the point where it's like, you know, super hateful or super wrong. I mean, but if you still have, uh, for me, what Callie spoke to on this episode, I don't know, it seems she just had to say stuff. But I agree with her in some parts. Um, I agree with, I disagree with her in some parts, but really, overall, I think she's got it, she's got plenty of points that should be discussed and if again if you have any questions or if you want to talk on the podcast or if you find like ooh, this one might be rough that's fine just come on the podcast um or stay tuned for the next one because even that one's uh slightly better but that's it for this week's episode guys i hope you guys <laughs> found some enjoyment in it and if not at the very least made you think yeah uh but uh we took a little bit of a different perspective different um route this week just because everyone again i told her has been very sweet and very nice she's a little more in your face and a little more like done with your shit like um anyways i hope you guys enjoyed it that's it let's talk again next week but for now as always keep it fresh stay blessed and remember you're gorgeous Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more. Mm